Brian Horvath, PJ Glasser with you, and uh, PJ, maybe the Reds, uh, they're for real. They're up 11-7 now on the Braves, trailed at one point in this game in the first inning, 5 to nothing. and De La Cruz just hit for the cycle. He's he's fantastic. He is so fast, man. He hit one in the gap, and Cincinnati's maybe the smallest bar, ballpark in baseball, and he just hit one in the gap there, and it was triple all the way, slides in easily. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. You know, it kind of reminds me when Adley got call, called up for the O's. You know, sometimes it just takes one player, one of those big-time prospects. He can change everything, and uh, the Reds are. They they got something special going right now. The city's buying in. They're, they're having sellouts all this weekend against the Braves, so it's great to see. Yeah. Votto's back now, given that veteran presence like you were talking about. So, uh, who knows, Ryan? I think it's going to be a battle between your Cubs and the Reds. Which is crazy. Heading down. Just like we all predicted going into the season, right? Not St. Louis with, you know, two dudes that could win MVP. Yeah. Not the Brewers. Um, Yeah, man, like, it's crazy because, like, looking at tonight's slate of games, if I could be anywhere in the world, in the Major League Baseball world, I would be in Cincinnati, Ohio. I'd be at this game. Dale Cruz just hit for the cycle. Yeah. There's not an empty seat. And I'm with you. Like, baseball's better. This is how you fix baseball. Yes. I mean, the pitch clock, like, games becoming faster. Games, you know, being quicker, that helps, I think. Right. Uh, for some. But, man, I mean, fun teams. Small yeah, market see, teams. Well, I, know, I know, you know, like, the, the ratings, like, don't always show when you get a team like Cincinnati. Like, if they did make a run to the World Series, the ratings wouldn't probably be as high. I don't know, though. Everybody likes a good underdog. Story. Yeah. You know, baseball, like, I mean, it doesn't hurt to have the Yankees and the Dodgers be good. For sure. But I don't think the product drops when you have, like, cities that are small markets and aren't used to their teams being good that rally around those teams, right? Like, the NBA, they kind of need the Lakers to be good. They need the Knicks to be good. Like, you need those yeah. those markets. Yeah. NFL, you know, like, it always helps when Dallas is good. It helps when the Giants are good, when the Steelers are good, the Niners are good. But, yeah, man, baseball, I mean, when you have those underdog stories, it uh, it's it's awesome for the sport. It's great to see some some new blood in there. Like the Royals a couple of years ago with Lorenzo Cain and Ben Zobrist and those guys. Like, that was a fun story for yep. a small market team, media Definitely. market, whatever you want to consider Kansas City. Definitely. Some other scores really quickly. The Twins are up 4-1 on the Tigers. Uh, the Rays still up 8-3 on the Royals. Right now, the Pirates might actually win a game. Maybe they're going to snap this uh, yeah. losing streak. They're up 3-1 on the Marlins. Marlins coming back down to earth. Starts today, June 23rd. Also, right now, the Rangers up 2-1 on the Yankees. They actually just take the lead. This game late, top of the eighth, which is bad news for us because we need one more A-B for, for Seager, at least. Uh, Phillies up 3-1 on the Mets. No home run for Pete Alonso, which is why I stay away from home run props. Uh, the A's and the Blue Jays tied up at four again. Brewers up 6-1 on the Guardians. Red Sox, White Sox tied up at 1. Angels lead the Rockies 2-1. And then the Mariners and the Orioles just getting underway. Second inning scoreless. This game was supposed to start two hours ago, but we were in a weather delay. Mm-hmm. Which is good news, meaning that maybe when we uh, drive home, won't have to hit some rain. Yeah. You like the Nats tonight. They're plus 220 against the Padres. This game 36 minutes away. The total in the game is 8. It's minus 120 to the over. I bet the Padres yesterday, they finally came home for me with Blake Snell on the mound. Yep. Never in question. Got here. They were up 10 to nothing already. <laughs> Going with the Nats tonight, though, huh? Going with the Nats, Ryan. I know Corbin's on the mound. It doesn't look great. It's a little scary, but... This is more of a fade of the Padres than a back of the Nationals. The Padres shouldn't be laying minus 275 to anybody. Like, that, it's just, I mean, that's just an insane price. Now, should they be favorite? Sure. Minus 275? I, I can't get there. So, to me, I'm just taking a stab with the Nats tonight. 
All it takes is one good Corbin star. He can get shelled the next four for all I care. Just need you to be good tonight. Nats are going up against Soto. You know, they got to be a little motivated, Revenge right? Game. All those prospects that were traded want to stick it to their old team. Oh, you wanted to trade me away? Yeah. If you're C.J. Abrams tonight, right? You, you telling me you're not a little bit pissed off? Yeah. Maybe he goes and hits for the cycle. So Probably we'll not. see. Probably not. We'll we'll take the Nats, though, tonight, plus 220. I like it. I got a trivia question. What do you think, or um, what happens in 63 days, 15 hours, 55 minutes, and now? Actually, hold on. What happens in 63 days, 15 hours, 54 minutes? in 55 seconds. We get Navy and Notre Dame kicking off in Dublin, Ireland. Hell yeah. Week zero of the college football season. And it's time for a new game here on BetMGM tonight. I'll probably actually retire it after tonight. Uh, and if anybody actually steals this idea from me, I'll sue the hell out of you. Copyright. Mm. Just right. like I'm suing yeah. my doctor right it's, now. It's, on, it's over air now, so yeah. you haven't. I'll come in writing. I'll, in co- tape. I'll come to your house. I'll ring your doorbell with a sock full of... Co- I'm kidding. I wouldn't do any of that. All right, the first team I'm going to try to talk you into here, Paige. I'm ready. Is Florida Atlantic, the Owls. Oh, We saw what they did boy. in the NCAA tournament. You got Tom Herdman. He takes over. I didn't think he was that bad at Texas. High expectations at Texas. Remember, they were back under him. 18 returning starters. Eight starters back on offense. Here's where I know what you're going to say. Casey Thompson, at quarterback. Ugh. Spent three years with Herman at Texas. He was at Nebraska last year. Ten starters back on defense. I know you hate the schedule, but they play all the bottom teams from the conference. They don't have to play SMU. They avoid Memphis, who I went over on their win total. And they get both Tulane and UTSA at home. I think they win 10 games. I think they win the AAC title, year one for Tom Herman. Can I... Can I talk you into over seven wins, minus 115? Actually, now, seven and a half wins, the market believes. Do you believe? No, I don't. I'm sorry, Ryan. Mm. I don't. Mm. Look, they're at Clemson and at Illinois this year. That's two losses, okay? They're going to have to play Tulane, East Carolina, and UTSA at home. Tulane is ranked number 19 in the country right now. We got Spencer Pratt coming back, quarterback. Willie Fritz in the green wave. They are rolling right now. East Carolina's got one of my favorite coaches in the country, Mike Houston. Go look at the job he did with James Madison at the FBS level. Just tremendous. UTSA, one of our favorites. Jeff Trailer, phenomenal job there. I like the fact they have those three teams at home, but those are all tough games. And then UAB is a constant machine as well. You know, they got great running backs. They're well coached, good defense. It's just a tough schedule. I can see where you're going. The schedule is favorable, the fact they get those teams at home, but I just don't like the teams that they play. I mean, yeah. that that's a tough schedule. Your non-conference being Clemson and Illinois, that, that doesn't help the win total. All right, so I can't convince him. No, he's, he's I'm gonna, out on 0 for 1. You're going to pass it. Who's next? All right, let's go out to uh, let's go to UTEP. Five wins. UTEP. Minus 120. Now, I have high hopes for UTEP. I actually kind of like them to win the conference. That's plus 1,200. That's worth a sprinkle. Uh-huh. So I think this is my favorite bet in college football season win total history. This is my favorite bet that I placed before June 23rd ever. Uh, they bring back their quarterback, Gavin Hardison. They bring back their top running back and their top wide receiver from last year. They bring back seven starters from a pretty good defense, and they have the best offensive line in all of Conference USA. I think they have the second-best defensive line. It's definitely top three in the conference, which, granted, it's Conference USA. They went 5-7 and seven last season, but they had a bunch of terrible luck. They were plus 50 yards per game in conference play, meaning they were outgaining their opponents, but you know how it goes, man. Bad turnover luck. Schedule's pretty favorable. They only play one Conference USA opponent on the road that had a winning FPS record last season, and this is huge. They get Western Kentucky at home because mm. that's a coin flip. 
I like them to win the conference. Conference USA plus 1,200. I think their floor, man, is seven wins. I think they could win nine to ten games. So UTEP over five. It is a little juicy now, minus 120. Want to pass that or smash it? Ryan, I love this. This is, there we go. This is some there of, we go. This is some of your best work Thank right you. here. Thank you. I mean, for everybody listening, tell me how many of these schools you've heard of, okay? <laughs> Jacksonville State, Incarnate Word, Sam Houston State. I mean, that's what UTEP plays this year. UNLV is going to stink. Florida International is going to stink. Louisiana Tech's not very good anymore. They do have Northwestern and Arizona in the non-conference this year. They might split one of those games, right? You get them early on in the year. Those boys playing with house money. I love it. And uh, like you said, at the end of the year, they're going to have New Mexico State with Jerry Kill and the boys. who made a bowl last year. Yeah. That's going to be tough. Western Kentucky is going to be tough. Liberty's going to be tough with Jamie Chadwell now taking over. But they get all three of those games at home. So you figure maybe one win in there. Uh, I, I love this, Ryan. UTEP is going to go bowling this year. There you go. Not only are they getting you five, they're getting you six. Or like you said, they're getting you seven maybe. You got me on UTEP. One for one. All I right. like the minors. All right. You brought up. Incarnate Word, and a lot of people out there, they're like, who the hell is that? Well, Incarnate Word, last season, they averaged 52 points per game and 581 total yards of offense. And this brings me, actually, (laughs) to my next win total. Texas State, over four and a half wins, plus 130. You're probably saying, why, who, what, where? G.J. Kinney takes over as head coach. He was at Incarnate Word last year as head coach. He calls the plays. They have seven starters back on the offensive side of the ball. Over four and a half wins plus one thirty. I think this one's going to be tough to get you to get you to come on board with. Let me throw one where we're going to go against the public. You hate the public. I hate the public. Sure do. This one was actually plus money. We got to look at the current price. I think this might actually be chalky. But Kansas under six and a half wins. It was plus one forty five. Everybody's going to love Kansas, dude. Their win totals the last couple of years, right? One and a half, two. They bring back Jalen Daniels. They do bring back Bean. Ten starters on offense. And people are excited probably because they bring back seven starters on defense, but that defense stinks. They gave up 35 points per game, a bunch of yards. And look at last year. They start 5-0, and but there was three upset victories. They go 1-7 and down the stretch. They make their first bowl game since 2009. I think seven wins. I, I think six and a half is inflated. Like, you brought up Illinois. They play Illinois. They play BYU always tough. They play Texas, Central Florida, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma Iowa State, Texas Tech, Kansas State. I know it's going to be a rebuild year for Cincinnati with Luke Fickle taking the Wisconsin job. That's a brutal schedule for Kansas, man. I can't do it. I'm going under six and a half wins. I don't see them getting to seven. No, I I love the under here, too. I'm totally with you. You know, every time I look at a win total, especially when it's over like a six and a half for a team to get bowl eligible, you got to look at like what are their gimme games. They really only have two, Nevada and Missouri State. Like That's really it. Like you said, Illinois in the non-conference, that's tough. BYU now getting the Big 12 schedule. UCF with Gus Malzahn and the boys. That's tough. Uh, Kansas State under Kleiman is going to be good. Oklahoma State's going to be good. Cincinnati, like you mentioned, even though they lost Fickle, they're going to be good. Texas, obviously, is one of the most talented teams in the country. They might be the best team. I mean, they're, Texas is very good. Yeah. Um, I like this under. I like this under a lot with uh, with Kansas. Six and a half? Yeah. And Lightpole's one of my favorite coaches, but that defense is yep. still an absolute disaster. And they snuck up on people last year, right? Like you mentioned. I mean, they were projected to win two and a half games. Now they're six and a half. Too much of an overreaction. Yeah, that's a huge adjustment. I also went over on uh, Pitt this year, and I went under on him last year at nine and a half. I just thought three wins was too big of an adjustment. 
I think they upgraded the quarterback position. If Jerkovic could actually stay healthy, that was the issue at Boston College. I'm going to uh, pass on trying to get you to smash or pass that one because I keep hearing everybody say there's only three teams in the Big Ten this year, Ohio State, which actually I think is going to be a little bit of a rebuild year without Stroud. Mm. I love Marvin Harrison, don't get me wrong. Uh, and then it's Michigan, obviously, they're going to be the real deal. Yep. And then it's Penn State. I think Penn State's going to be good, but I think people are sleeping on Wisconsin in the West Division. Their biggest game in the West Division is against Iowa. They get them at home at Camp Randall. Huge home field advantage, huge coaching advantage because Luke Fickle takes over. And they bring back Braylon Allen. I think they have the best running back room, maybe top five in the nation. Braylon Allen's awesome. Yep. And they upgraded the quarterback position. Graham Mertz is finally gone. They were outside the top 100 in passing offense last year and the year before. And they bring in Tanner Mordecai, who completed 65% of his passes at SMU. 33 touchdown passes. Their toughest road games this year, Washington State, Minnesota, Illinois. They're going to be favored in all three of those games. You get Ohio State at home in Madison. I don't know if they win that game, but Ohio State the week before that plays Penn State. So I'm at least betting them on the spread because that's a letdown spot. And uh, decent offensive line, good defense, eight starters for Luke Fickle. I got them 11-1, and one, man. So Wisconsin, eight and a half. I think that's too short. Minus 135 is a little juicy, but I like the Badgers. What do you think this year? Love, love this. No, love this over. Like you mentioned, I mean, the biggest part of this is they don't have to play Michigan or Penn State. I mean, yeah. that's huge. You mentioned the road schedule. I really think the toughest game might be Purdue. Yeah. I mean, Jeff Brom's one of the best play callers in the business. I know he loses Aiden O'Connell, but he always is a good quarterback. He's always got one really good receiver. The defense is opportunistic. Purdue's a tough place to play, too. But I like the schedule, Ryan, and you know what I love about Wisconsin heading into this season? Do you remember that Luke Fitch, Luke Fickle coached the bowl game, Yeah. right? Yeah. He didn't, I mean, not a lot of coaches do that. When you fire the guy and you bring him in for the next season, almost all of them don't coach that bowl game, but he did. He yeah. wanted to set the tone. I think that's huge. Love this over as well. I agree. Really quick, would you rather play Florida State over 9.5 wins, minus 165, or Clemson 9.5, minus 145? I'm really high on Clemson. 15 returning starters and a five-star in Cade Klubnick. Limited time, and their two toughest games of the season, both at home, Notre Dame, Florida State. Clemson over 9.5 is my favorite win total the entire season. I agree. And 18-1 to for them to win the Natty is my favorite bet as well. I agree. I also kind of like Insane value. I would play Club Nick at Heisman, but I don't love the wide receivers right now, but I do like the price, 20 Two to one. Really wanted to play some Jalen Daniels from LSU, but he went from eighteen to one all the way down to eleven to one in twenty four hours. So that's a stay away. Yeah, it's going to be a fun season of college football, man. Um, we got to talk Alabama a little bit later on. We're going to take a break. We got a lot to get to. I got to pick your brain. I need to, I need a golf winner this weekend. It's been a long time since I hit. I got you. Right. Travelers continues tomorrow. Bet MGM the night continues next.